to Flickr Effect, episode 315. We're recording this on Sunday, November 17th, 2019. I'm David Lotz. Joining me for this one is Bobby Jackson. Hey, what's up? And Michelle Hillard. Hello, everyone. Hey there. Uh, Hey, guys. Uh, We've got Disney Plus to talk about. Uh, Ford vs. Ferrari hit theaters this weekend. Lots of things to discuss. I don't know if anybody saw anything else, but I've been living in a no. Disney Disney Plus world for. Dude, I'm loving me some Disney Plus. It's awesome. <laughs> I haven't even like really like binged into it. I've just done a little bit of stuff to it, but like, yeah, been showing David's kids some classics. I'm like, oh, you guys mm. will love this. Watch this. Even stuff today. Like, you what? you threw on um, Swiss Family. What's Swiss Family Robinson, Robinson which okay. I know of mainly because of the treehouse at the Magic Kingdom, which is now like a Tarzan treehouse, isn't it? Well, the one at Disneyland switched from the Swiss Family to Tarzan. I don't know if they did it over here too. I guess I can't remember. I know they did it at Disneyland, and I think here it's still just the Swiss Family. Oh, that's cool then. No, I like. I, I actually love going. Maybe to the I guess here. I automatically think Tarzan because maybe I was at Disney working at Disneyland when that happened because I'm I'm very, I very much remember that like walking right. through it and it being Tarzan, and then watching that movie today, which I'd never seen before. I was like, oh man, now I'm kind of bummed that it ever got switched to Tarzan. See, like, and you know what's funny is I really if if ours hasn't changed here, I really need to take you through it because the one here. It feels like the movie set. Like it's really cool to watch. Like the bedrooms. Did you watch the scenes with the bedrooms when they he like showed her the house once it was all done? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool because like they have, they have the full kitchen here and the bedrooms. That little living room where they do the, do the dance at Christmas time and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. That's, yeah, it's kind of cool. I've never seen that before. Yeah, but uh, they like the last ten minutes of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean they're yeah they kind of were in and out. I think at one point they were playing outside if, and they came if back. If there were animals and, on, they were into it. Right. And then the action with the pirates at the end, I mm-hmm. think, is you know they kind of they kind of paid more attention. Then they're like, wait, what's happening right now? And I'm like, pirates are attacking. Like things have happened, guys. <laughs> There's a whole plot line here. It's moving towards. All right. So before we get into other stuff, I don't. Why is it in the past few hours we the the Twitterverse is gone. Release the Snyder Cut crazy. What is, did something happen? <laughs> I don't... Mm. So what? The other... Let's try to backtrack a little bit. <laughs> so I don't have these tweets in front of me. Wasn't there a tweet not long ago, like a few days ago from Zack Snyder of the Ben Affleck Batman? He It was something along the lines of, this is my Batman. Am I saying that right? I Do think, yeah. That? I think what you're talking about, yeah. Do you remember that, Bobby? Did you see that one? I saw a Zack Snyder tweet, but I don't remember what it said, but I knew it had something to do with the Snyder Cut. And and yeah, I do vaguely remember it being about Ben Affleck. So the wording of it is probably exactly what you're saying, because it all fits together as to what I was remembering about the tweet. But yeah, I think that was probably the start of it. I was trying to bring it up, but now I'm wondering if it's gone, because I, oh. I don't see it. <laughs> So I don't know where I saw that because his feed, he doesn't have a lot of tweets. Like I'm, I'm scrolling along and I'm quickly back in February. Like, oh, wow. it's not like he, he goes Twitter crazy. Well, and even but, then he took off basically this year. 
Yeah, but yeah, I felt like I saw a screenshot of that tweet somewhere during the week in somebody else or somebody else retweeted it or something. Now, I don't know if he did and he removed his tweet or what, but then mm. what this afternoon, Gal Gadot puts out a, <coughs> a, a tweet of her own with just a hashtag release the Snyder cut. And it's an, it looks like kind of like a behind the scenes image of her on set that he probably took. Mm-hmm. And, right. and then Ben Affleck does the same thing. No picture, just the release the Snyder cut mm-hmm. and Zack Snyder retweets that. He also retweeted the one of her. He, his quote for her was, this ancient Amazonian can't be wrong. Hashtag release the Snyder <laughs> Cut. And I don't know. It was funny. Like I was just scrolling through Twitter not long before we jumped on, on on Mike. And I'm like, what is, what is happening? <laughs> like, why, why is this a thing right now? Like, I don't know. I'm just confused. I guess because I also just don't care. Like, well, just it came out of nowhere. Like... Uh, it's random. Yeah. I think I saw a tweet from David Ayer, too, earlier. Oh, yeah? Kind of, like, acknowledging it. Random. Only thing I can think of is that maybe there's some support swelling that, to where they know something we don't, and there's going to be some sort of release that will happen. And my thought would be it would come out on the HBO Max at some point. You know, when that premieres. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, I just every there's certain things that I follow in, in my Twitter and or in my newsfeed, I should say, for my um, RSS reader. And I, it seems like every day from that site, they're quoting somebody about the Snyder Cut or something about it. And it almost makes me want to mute there or not mute it, but just take it out of my news feed just because it's like, just let it go. Like, it's been so long. And mm. what will it change now, even if it does come out? I mean, what, what what will it do? It either vindicates you, but nothing will come of it because they seem to have changed directions. Or it will be not good. And then what will you complain about at that point? So it's just, it's so tiring and to keep going through this and either way in, in, in either direction so it's like on one hand on one hand i wish they d- would just release it so everyone can be quiet but then if they release it and it's good then it's like th- all those people will be like i knew it i knew it and and just and, and it won't ever end so then it's kind of like it's so it won't, it's exhausting yeah it won't ever end because like what you just said, let's say it gets released and it was actually good. Well, it'll still be a battle of all the, no, I almost feel like no matter what, a bunch of people will just go see, this is great. Even if it's not good. And then you'll have a bunch of people going, but this sucked. And it just, I don't know. I'm just, I don't care. It's not going to make anybody happy. In and the you're end. right. It's been too long. I mean, you were other than maybe, Oh, you get to see a better cut of that one movie. It's not like it's going to push any movement toward us getting more films in that universe it's basically all said and done other than wonder woman and you know aquaman Mm -hmm. um the the universe is is they're not getting together as a justice league and really we're just going to get solo films for those two characters and then they're just it's going to stop and maybe eventually there'll be a reboot of the disney or dc eu but yeah and i guess i'm also just confused because i'm 
I'm surprised, I guess, that Zack Snyder has gotten involved in that. Is there truly a Snyder cut? Like, I, you know, considering the timeline of when he had to leave production and Joss Whedon took over and finished the film. And then I remember when the Zack Snyder cut stuff started, I think that was the first reaction of like everyone going, is there really though a Snyder cut? Like how far along was Zack Snyder and his editing and even shooting of the film for them to actually be a Snyder cut? And then if they wanted to release one for like HBO Max, is he going to have to go in and basically finish what he started? In post-production, I'd be confused by that. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So to my understanding, the actual quote-unquote Snyder Cut is a movie that's completed, but I don't know that it's finished in the terms of like there's still special effects that are not there. There's uh, For some sequences, there's just storyboards as opposed to actual footage that's been shot right so it's not it's not a cohesive movie it's not an actual movie that you could sit there and see all you could say is oh that would that would have been cool to see if it was actually filmed shot and edited and the vfx put into it but that's not you might as well just be reading a comic because then you could still say oh this would be cool to see in live action but if you're not actually seeing it in live action then how is it you can't say, oh, this would have been cool because we're still not getting. How do you watch a movie and still wonder how cool something can be if you're actually watching the movie, if that makes sense? It's like mm-hmm. it needs to be a finished thing so that you can actually judge it on those merits. But if it's not finished, then you, you're just creating your own narrative about it. So I don't know. It's just such a weird thing. It is a weird thing. But I had to bring it up because it just seems to all be happening kind of right now as we're so recording. So yeah. Now, scrolling at least through my Twitter feed, that every other tweet is talking about the fact that Zack Snyder and some of the cast have been tweeting about it. And now everyone's discussing it again. And mm. yeah, I'm like, oh, God, I did see one. There's I hate that I don't have it in front of me right now. There's a, a writer that I follow for The Hollywood Reporter who, you know, if he tweets about something, it's pretty reliable. And yeah, all he had written tonight about it was that. And it was referencing a Hollywood Reporter article about it. And is that, I guess, at least from their sources, I'm assuming from the studio, there is definitely no announcement imminent at all. Right. Like, nothing is about to happen. So, if everyone's, like, seeing these tweets and thinking, oh, man, am I going to suddenly tomorrow wake up and find out a Snyder Cut is getting released? Like, it might happen, but it's probably not going to be announced anytime soon. Right. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So, box office. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. All right. So, I, I'm dude, curious. Dude. Right, right before we went to record, uh, Michelle, you were like, because you had forgotten to do your I, prediction for box office like, battle. Super forgot. Have you, have you looked at my screen? Can you see it? Can I see your okay. screen? I can see the light from your have screen. You, so, you haven't seen the box office results. I, you know, I'm a horrible, like, film person that does this because I honestly never effing look at the box office stuff like i never look at the numbers like i know nothing really until we talk about them and then i'll look things up or whatever you'll pull it up you know like i just i never i don't follow anything in any of my social media that would give me information like i've just i'm completely clueless pretty much every week all i can go on is my own knowledge of the films that are coming out 
and then like my own personal reviews of them and or if I see blurbs of other reviews, which I don't really even read other reviews because I think, in my opinion, my review is the most important one to me. Right. I'm self-absorbed that way. Um, so no, I don't pay any attention to them. So I jokingly even, I think I even said to you one time when I almost forgot to do it, I was like, honestly, like I could do it now. Like, and I have no idea. <laughs> it's fine. All right. So on air, guess, on air right now, what's your top five? <laughs> if I had to guess, I would definitely say Ford versus Ferrari. Is number one. Is number one. Okay. And... What's your prediction for the... That's what I'm working in my head for the money. Um, Based on the type of the film it is, and right now the time of year, I'm going to say $34 million. Okay. Um, Second film... So, Charlie's Angels came out, but I feel like this is the movie that nobody asked for. Okay. So, I'm actually going to go with Midway as number two. Right. Charlie's Angels is a close third. Okay. What was that movie that came out with the <laughs> WWF guy that just... Oh, Playing oh, with Fire. Playing with Fire. Okay, we're going to start playing with fire only because it shocked me last week. So I'm going to say it's four. Let's get crazy. And now I got to figure out number five. What else is in theaters? So crap. Um, can I look at your predictions? Cause I'm not no, 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 no. <laughs> what do you no, you don't out? have to look at anything now what because you are, you are way late. Hold on. I'm doing anything. When we came out? Um, Harry, it's been out for a while. Uh, shoot. Um. So, uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to think of even what even's out right now. What's uh, out that I'm I not mean, mentioned? what have we seen recently? We've seen Doctor Sleep. We've seen. Uh, I'll go with Doctor Sleep just because at this point I don't really know what else. So we'll say Doctor Sleep's number five. Okay. I'll throw it in there. See, you did close enough that it, if I were one that didn't believe you, I'd be like, bullshit, you, you've seen something. But you know I don't see those things. You, you know I, like, don't pay any attention to this. Like, All right, so... Plus, I also have a thing against Charlie's Angels right now. But that's... Num- number one at the box office is Ford vs. Ferrari. That doesn't this shock weekend, me at all. Which we'll get into. I think we all saw that film. We'll get into it in a little bit. Um, it pulled in $31 million this weekend. 31. Oh, wow. I, I think, Bobby, that. you predicted, what was it, 28? Yeah. So it, they have just puts you like just outside the bonus. Price is mm-hmm. right rules. He's super close. Um, And then I predicted 30. Yep. Oh, so you so got that, it. That puts me in there. You got and it. And then, then you just predicted 34. I, I jumped over. Uh, so you're out. Uh, number two is Midway. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is what I'm saying, Michelle. If I were anybody F else, Daniels. I'd be like... Charlie's You're Angels. screwing with us, Michelle. Um, well, I just have a, I have a thing. I guess I, again, like I said, I think Charlie's Angels is the film that nobody was asking for. Number but. two was Midway. Both uh, Bobby and I, I think, had Charlie's Angels at number two. Yeah. Oh, you guys had high hopes for that bad boy. Um. What is it, what what is Charlie's Angels? Number three. What what's the number and difference between the two? It, that's the thing. It, it could change. They're extremely close. Okay. That doesn't surprise me. 8.75 for Midway and 8.6 for Charlie's Oh, Angels. that could, that'll change by tomorrow. It could. It may not, but it's close enough that it's in the uh, realm of error. <laughs> What's the phrase I'm looking for? Um, mm. Anyway, number five or number four was playing with fire. That 
movie. What the freakity frat. So basically, so far, Michelle has predicted all four. Yeah. Yes, I don't pay attention to anything. I don't. I'm so terrible at the box office. No, but I <laughs> look at one, look at my track record, and two, you know, I don't look at that. <laughs> no freaking clue. And number five is the one you got wrong. Number five was Last Christmas. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. But that's been out for a little bit. So I guess that pulled up over Dr. Sleep then. Did you guys have that? Mm, I, you did, Bobby. Yes. Bobby had Last Christmas at five. I had Dr. Sleep. Oh. So. I got four. I think this is my best week predictions yet. I think yet. off the top of my head, it looks like mm. I would get four mm. points. Bobby, you'd get three points. Michelle, you would if yours holds. If it so holds. for taking it, you get four points. Right. Well, even, Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Whoa, that's like the best week prediction yet. (laughs) I'm just always going to do your prediction on air. Super going to do it on the whim. Anyway, so that was the box office for this weekend. What were you going to say, Bobby? I was just going to say, you know, it's it's just been a weird few weeks with the box office with certain movies. I mean, this plan with the fire, you just would not think that that movie would top, would, would even crack the top 10, let Dude. alone top five of a week. Dude. And for it to do what it's doing, I, I don't really understand it. I can't really un- give a good reason as to why it's at, where it's at, why it's doing what it's doing. And then you flip that and say a movie like Charlie's Angels. Well, you figure at the very least, that movie should probably be able to, just on good faith, do about 12 million, you know. It just out the gate. Right. And it didn't even hit 10 million, you know, double digits. So that's, that's, yeah, I don't know. It's just such a weird little, little time coming around with the movies right now. Ford v. Ferrari or Ford v. Ferrari. I I think that was about right where it should have been. But yeah, everything else was kind of a, a, a weird mix of, What's going on? Uh, what are people interested in right now? How how are these movies uh, falling off, and some of them are rising where you just don't expect it? It's strange, very strange. Are there that many people that are like John Cena fans? Like, I mean, but he's had other movies that's come out and not do well. Oh, so oh I, don't I know. know. I'm just kind of like I don't. But see, and here's my thing: is is one, it just doesn't look like it's an even good kids movie, but. The premise it's, is just the weird. The premise is just silly and ridiculous. It's just one of those movies that I, it's never going to be a movie that I look at and you go, that's my kind of humor. Like, even as a child, I was like, I would have been like eye rolling about it. Like, been like, oh God, it's one of those. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember the very first time, like, I remember being younger and seeing trailers for Home Alone. And I remember being kind of like not sure about even Home Alone as a kid, but then I saw Home Alone. I loved it because Home Alone's Home Alone because I think it's that kind of humor done really well. But for the most part, I see kind of this kind of comedy, and I just kind of go, mm, "Nah, not my thing." Yep, I'm with you. Um, yeah, so that was our box office. Uh, so yeah, number one, Ford versus Ferrari. We all saw the film. Woohoo! Uh, what did everybody think? Who wants to jump in first? I'll jump in first. Okay. Why not? Bobby's not talking up. I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari. I will. I'm. I'm just gonna come out of the gate. 
Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna come out of the gate and say, um, that was a damn fine little film. I am extremely happy for that film, and I enjoyed the hell out of it, actually. Surprisingly so. Not that I had negative thoughts on it at any point in time. I think I just kind of thought, oh, it'll be kind of a middle-of-the-road thing, and I I dare say that that might be somewhere in my top ten. might be high up in my top ten, but I actually, I hell have enjoyed that film. Um, the relationship between... Uh, Christian Bale's character, Miles, what is it? Um, Ken Miles. Oh, yeah, Ken Miles. Yep. And uh, Shelby. Carol Shelby. Carol Shelby. The relationship that they have between the two of them is, it's really, I think it's pretty honest as to men that are kind of working towards a similar goal with different personality traits, but they love what they do. Like it just watching them kind of work together off each other. It worked really well. I, I love that. And just the way the story was told, it made it interesting. It made a story that I think a lot of people look at and go, eh, that seems kind of like a boring premise, really fascinating to watch and to see the whole thing completely unfold from start to finish. I thought was really awesome. I, yeah, I thought the humor was really good in it. I thought the writing was good. There's, there's a few moments that are a little bit, corny and sappy that kind of are like eh. but overall I think no that was I that movie ended and I just sat there and I went that that was a damn fine little film I am very happy with it that's that's about where I'm at with that one I, I wouldn't like that. call it little no yeah. it's kind of a long one <laughs> I'm just joking it's kind of yeah. a long film but I I liked I'm 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 insanely impressed with it that one kind of surprised me for me personally what do you think Bobby so the I think the the thought on this movie from a long time ago when it was just getting maybe early buzz as to be into some of the um, the festivals, it just seemed like this was a movie that a lot of people were looking forward to. And I don't know if there had been a few select people who had seen it, but there was decent enough buzz even before it was going into the festivals. And then coming out of festivals, it seemed to really pick up. And all along... To me, just on paper, it just sounded like something that would be interesting to see because you've got two very good actors in this movie and the concept or the, the, the story behind the movie seemed compelling enough to where you figure you're going to get something pretty good. And to what, what I ended up feeling like coming out of this movie is that it feels like something that I wrote, I wrote these other movies down that I was looking at the list and and it's like the list I had was Moneyball, Saving Private Ryan, Ryan, The Fugitive, Gladiator, Slumdog Millionaire, and whether you like it or not, Green Book. They're all in the Oscar nominated movie um, categories and some of those were winners and they have that commonality of being crowd pleasers. And that's what the movie felt like. It just felt like a crowd-pleasing movie. It, it worked on all these different levels. It, it gives you different types of emotions. Uh, there's funny parts. There, there's, there's sad parts. There's, there's um, drama. There's, like, suspense. I mean, it gives you everything, a little bit of everything. And I think, obviously, the, the acting was really good in it as well. And the, the, the camaraderie and, and friendship and, and contention that you feel between... Shelby and Miles is there and, and, and it really helps propel the movie 
along with the the car scenes. Even if you're not a car person, a race person, it still has a way of doing it in a way that makes it interesting and you get caught up in it. So it just worked on all levels. And I think that I could see this movie doing some pretty good things at the end of the or in the beginning of next year once we get to the Oscar season. Uh, I guess I'll mostly echo what you guys had to say. I enjoyed the movie. I liked it. Um, uh, I wasn't kind of blown away by it. There's a couple mm. things about it that I didn't really care for. Um, and there's one, I, I will say too, I, I wasn't familiar with this backstory. I didn't really know anything about it. So even though you can kind of play the, Hey, it's a real story. So there's no real spoilers here to me. This was a movie I knew nothing about. Like, so right. I, I didn't know how this was going to end. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched CBS Sunday morning, I think last Sunday, and they did a segment on this film and I kind of hate them for ruining the end of the film for me. Oh no. You watched the segment in. Uh, the funny thing I was, probably wouldn't have even watched and it, I'm not honestly. I'm not going to say any spoilers because to me they're spoilers <laughs> um but it was funny they did one of these like we're gonna dance around it because we're not going to spoil it for you but they blatantly fucking spoiled it wow. <laughs> like, they they I'm gonna try to say it without spoiling it myself but it was like you know we're not gonna tell you this happens. But then they gave this quote, which if you have any brains, you're like, well, I know what that means. Mm. And like the end of the movie's coming up and I'm like, well, here it goes. Like, oh, no, <laughs> I was so annoyed. Oh, by that. that sucks. Because, um, yeah, I didn't I didn't know that about the very end of this film. So anyway, that that kind of a, pissed me off. And but that has that's nothing wrong with the movie obviously but there was a couple things like for one um there's a character in here played by Josh Lucas mm-hmm. which i found just to be to the point of ridiculousness like it was over very, i agree very but just very one dimensional mm-hmm. it's just like uh, that kind of bugged me and in kind of in reference to that there's like there's a scene in this movie where it's a very powerful scene and basically, you know, the head of Ford, Henry Ford, is saying like one thing. And then a couple scenes down the road, boom, now that's changed. And it's just so like a throwaway thing now. Like you get this very powerful scene in a movie where uh, he's yeah, just like, I'm going to do this thing. And I, I hate that I'm dancing around spoilers here, but I am, you know. And then like two scenes later, it's like, oh, well, this this isn't happening now. And it almost feels like it just negates this scene, this powerful scene we got in the film. And I'm just like, I get that this is based on real life. And right. if indeed it's following the real true story pretty much to a T, I think that's great. Mm. But then to create a scene in one way that's like this big, okay, like we're getting somewhere. And then to just two scenes later go, yeah, screw all that. Like mm. that kind of stuff, like it, I, I don't think it's very good storytelling and it kind of bugged me. No, I had that same thought too. And the only thing that I can give it any kind of like, an, I'll say excuse for is the simple fact that when you start talking about corporations, even if it's a person ahead of this large, amazing, huge corporation, they, they, they change their minds on a dime. <laughs> You can literally flip a switch and it goes a total different way. And so that's the only thing I can give credit to. But I think as far as storytelling goes, 
I know I know it's in your reference. Like it is a very large like yes, this is a statement emotional moment. Mm-hmm. This is the turning of the tide. We are winning the whatever this part you know or winning this fight the good fight and then it's like oh nope here comes the rug whoop like but you just we just had this really like a powerful impactful like thing like all right all right i guess we're moving on i know what you're talking about i'm with you and it's that, really that just bugged me too and then it's just really just kind of skated over too and it changes to me it's more like no like this isn't not okay <laughs> Like, I don't know. It just kind of annoyed me. There, but I think my biggest problem was the Josh Lucas character. I I get it. He ends up being he's kind of the villain of this film. But yeah, it was a little one dimensional, and I didn't really care for that. Overall, totally I think was. the movie is very good. Uh, Christian Bale is fantastic in this yeah. movie. I mean, he's just an incredible actor, and Matt Damon's great too. And uh, it is a crowd pleaser. And uh, yeah, it's a little long, but I was enjoying every minute of it. I, yeah. for the most part, I mean, yeah, I like the movie. I, I don't think it'll make my top 10. It might, I doubt it, <laughs> but that's kind of where I am with it. I think like I was pretty impressed with Matt Damon's performance. I think it's one of the better performances he's had in the, his past few films for me personally. I feel like I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. He's, we're kind of getting back to basics again, I think for him. And I, and I really like that. And I thought he did really well. And there's a scene in particular where he gets choked up and I'm just like, Oh my God, he's killing me. <laughs> like, Oh Matt, stop. You're making me all flaclumped over here. I can't do this. But no, Christian Bale is awesome. And the kid that plays Christian Bale's son is really good too. Yeah. I have to look it up, but no, he's, he's quite good. I, I'm, I am pleasantly pleased with this film. I really, and I didn't know a lot of this story. Like, I kind of know how the race ended. And, um, I, I've, I knew about the issues that happened with Ferrari and Ford with Lee Iacocca. I've, I've read that story before. So that was not news for me, but I knew that that occurred. I didn't realize that that, and again, this is all just based on the true story. So who knows how much is true. I didn't realize that that was the turning point that kind of flipped Ford to really push for a race car situation, but it does make sense. Like I'm like, yeah, I get it. He got screwed. <laughs> right. The best vengeance is vengeance. Best, you know, throw throw things back in somebody's face. So I get it. Um. Yeah. No. I. I. Yeah. I'm pleasantly surprised by this film. I. It is a crowd pleaser, and I acknowledge that it's a crowd pleaser. But I'm okay with it. I. I laughed my ass off in a few scenes. <laughs> There's one scene in particular. I just laughed and laughed and laughed. I was dying. I had, t- I had tears actually forming a little bit in the corners of my eyes. I was laughing so hard. But no, I'm I'm happy with it. I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it too. Yeah, I'm probably about where you are with it. Yeah. I, I would say. Yeah, I guess I'm a little less. I think, I think but... you're a little less. I think the Josh Lucas thing kind of rubbed you. And I, I super agree with you. I have do. I think... <sighs> Unfortunately, Josh Lucas's uh, shtick in acting seems to be those one-dimensional characters. He doesn't. Yeah, and I mean, I don't fault yeah. him in this situation. I just think the way this yeah. character was written. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I guess nobody saw Charlie's Angels, right? And no. No. And did you see nope. anything else new, Bobby? No, that was. I was going to maybe try and see 
Charlie's Angels just because there seemed to be a little swell of good buzz all of a sudden. Yeah, it's like, the same thing. Yeah, it was at first there was nothing about it really that seemed in any sort of way that would make me want to go see it. But then <laughs> there was other people that I sometimes check out their reviews of and they were seeming to be on the upswing about it. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I will go watch this. But I just didn't get a chance to that, and I was possibly going to watch The Good Liar, but just didn't happen. So, yeah. oh I yeah, I forgot about that movie. I was curious about that one. I don't know if I'm going to see it in theaters, but I was curious about that one. Looks interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did watch some TV. What did you watch on TV, Michelle? I know I watch TV. I watch streaming service TV, so I'll put it, I'll I'll be clear. So, um. I watched the first three episodes of Apple TV's Dickinson. Um, it's about, it's a, <laughs> I don't want to say it's a true biography, but it's definitely uh, a modern times version of the biography of uh, Emily Dickinson's youth. Uh-huh. Or I should say early adulthood years. She doesn't live very long. Um, and yeah, so it's it's interesting to watch because it's basically it's all set in uh her era which was somewhere in the 1800s you know it's very old woman's place is not an education a woman's place is in the kitchen being a subservient good wife and that's about it and so she's kind of she doesn't like that role she loves being educated she wants more education anyways so this is what you're going to getting. Everybody's in the dress. The scenes are all set this way. <laughs> the the verbiage though has it is not old American English. <laughs> it is modern day uh American English. Not so much with a slang, but there's definitely some uh phrasings of things that I'm like they would not have phrased that that way at this time. Like that's that's how, how we would phrase something now. Um and there's some sayings that we say that I'm like that never existed at that time. And then there's completely modern music that, that chimes in here and there. And it's interesting. And so if you're not into that kind of a thing, the show's not, it's going to be hard for you. And I even kind of was like, I don't know how I feel about it, but it's done in a pretty well way. And, and the, the thing I like is like each episode is, uh, it's not necessarily a title, but maybe like the main phrase out of her most popular uh, poems. And it kind of centralizes around an idea or a theme of that phrase. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I'm enjoying it and I'll probably keep watching some more. It's got, what's her name? Haley Steinfeld mm-hmm. is in it. And I'm really liking her in this a lot. This is a young actress that I think, She's going places and I've, I've liked everything I've seen her in and yeah, she's, she is spellbinding. Like she's, she's really awesome on the screen. So I, I recommend this show, but I also want to give like the, like, you know, if you're not down for looking at something that's set in a different time era, but it has music and themings that are modern that's just my warning. <laughs> what caught me, I so I've, I have not watched this, but I walked in the door and you were like in the middle of an episode, I think. Yeah. And so I saw like a the end of a scene going into another scene. 
and the, even the transition and it, it even had like music going from a scene to another scene. Mm-hmm. And I immediately was like, this feels like a, like a single camera comedy on a network. It was weird. <laughs> it really threw me off. I'm trying to think of a good example. Just like, yeah, just the, the it was the music that got thrown in going at the from the end of this one scene into another. And I it was not what I was expecting. And I was like, whoa, this, this feels like Seinfeld, <laughs> but okay. but not a sitcom like, uh, you know, like I felt like modern family or something. But, you know, it was weird. It was not the kind of vibe I was expecting, even though, you know, we had brought up this show before. And Bobby, you mentioned how you had heard that it was like one yeah. of these shows that did like a. a they were using, you know, modern music and kind of modern dialogue. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, we've all known that this was kind of the situation, but still, I I was thrown off. I was like, whoa, this is not the kind of show I thought this was going to be. You know, <laughs> the, you're saying they're like 30-minute episodes, which also didn't, I didn't yeah, expect. They're, they're pretty short, quick episodes. I mean, there's no commercials, but it's 30 solid minutes. I will say in the first few minutes of that first episode, you very quickly will determine if you're into this or you're not into it. Mm. It it really throws you into it pretty quick and fast and hard. Like God, within the first three minutes, honestly, like it's very like yeah. boom in your face. This is what's happening. Mm. Um, but I'm enjoying it. And I want to keep watching some more of it. So, and then we're caught up with the morning show still. There was a new episode this past wow. Friday. And I think that's what five episodes in now. And I'm still liking that show. I'm loving I, it. Yeah, I, re- I really enjoy it. I'm really loving it. There's a scene this episode, this week's episode that <laughs> it was just like, this is so uncomfortable and yeah. I love every I second still, of it. I still love Billy Crudup in the show, man. He's so... Dude! He's really good. Yes! Billy Crudup is... He's killing it in this character. I love it. It's delicious. But we're behind on other things. We're already, uh, right now, we are a complete season behind on The Crown. Crown is well, out there now. Well, because it dropped today. Yeah. It just dropped, yeah. So we got that to watch. The crown. But we've got Disney Plus, which we haven't even touched on, mm. and The Mandalorian. We're two episodes in. Yeah. Um. So side note, before we get into it, uh, over on Spoiler Effect, we are gonna do a discussion on each episode, and so far, Bobby and I have done that for the first two episodes. So if you're curious, if you are also watching that show and you'd like to, you know, get into a spoiler dialogue about it, uh, we are talking about it over on Spoiler Effect and uh, we'll try to drop those as quickly as we can right after each episode drops on Friday. Um, With that said, uh, without talking about spoilers, uh, what did we all think so far of The Mandalorian? And I really haven't heard from you yet on this, Michelle. What What do you think of the show? Oh, um, again, no spoilers. No, no spoilers. Um, I'm really loving the Mandalorian. I will say I was mixed for the first half of the first episode. I was like, I don't know. Am I loving it? Or am I just loving this idea of this? Like, am I just that, that excited for this? And this is all just my excitement thinking I love it. Or do I really like it and by the end of that first episode it was like nope i really like it and then i wanted to watching it a second time with you later that day mm-hmm. and i was like nope yep definitely like it and then the second episode dropped the other day and i was just like oh my god this is so good <laughs> it's just so good it feels like you're watching 
like a weird futuristic western that takes place in space. <laughs> I don't know. It and the way it's kind of landscaped right now, at least in these two episodes, is like that. And I'm sure that's going to change drastically here soon. But I I'm even liking the pacing of it, honestly. It's it's kind of not a slow burn, but it's just kind of like you just kind of are absorbing each situation in its entirety before it goes to the next situation. And I really like that. And it just reminds me of old school Star Wars. Honestly, it just has this feel like, I don't know, like the creatures and some are CGI, but there's creature shop stuff done. And I love that. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I get all excited. I'm like, this is legit. Like it just feels feels like Star Wars to me in a lot of really great ways. And I'm I'm very happy and I'm looking forward to next Friday's episode. Uh, Bobby, your thoughts on Mandalorian so far? Yeah, the first the first, I guess, main shocking thing to me was the episode wing, because here I was going into it expecting full hour episodes. And then the first episode comes through and it's like 39 minutes or 40 minutes. And it's just kind of like, oh, OK, uh, wasn't expecting that. But the episode, it was solid. It, it, it had some bumps along the way for me in terms of some of the tone with uh, particularly one alien in the beginning of the, the episode. Right. And then so I wasn't for sure what kind of show we were getting. And, and it kind of settles into itself. And it, it started to really feel like a fleshed out world in which you really get the feeling that you're back in that Star Wars universe around that era of New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. And so it, it, it really started to connect with me, as Michelle was saying, maybe partway through the, the first episode. And then, of course, the second episode follows right along. And then that one was only like 28 minutes or something, 30 minutes. Mm. And that was kind of surprising, too, just because of the length. And I heard that the third episode is around the same as the second episode. So I guess I've sort of resigned myself to the fact that they're not like full length one hour episodes, but that aside, the second episode, I really dug that one just because of some of the things that were happening within that episode. It still all feels kind of like if you chunked it all together, it would make a movie if you made some edits, but or it, without making a lot of edits, it just feels like it'd be a really super long movie. But broken up this way, it just feels like it's dissected into chunks almost. Kind of like, um, I don't know how the best way to describe it, but do you remember a long time ago when we got the, the Star Wars, uh, the, like the Clone Wars cartoon, but it was by... Um, Tarkovsky or I forget his name but they were like really short bits of Clone War episodes that oh, were Oh yeah 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 yeah. It was like yeah, each so, segment was really detailed about something that if it was been put into a movie it would have covered five whole minutes of the movie maybe. <laughs> right. But the, it was right. really richly detailed in that episode. Yeah. yeah. So that's what it kind of feels like. It's like, it feels like they're little pieces and if you strung them all together it'd make a really long movie. But I mean, I'm enjoying it. That being said, it, it's still great. It just feels to me like um and, and me and David talk about this on the podcast as well on spoiler spoiler effect is that it it's enjoyable having the conversation week to week. 
because it, it's good because everyone's a part of it and, it and it leads you from that next week to going into it. But it feels like the way it's broken up, I would ultimately, as an experience to just watch it, would love to just binge it because it feels mm-hmm. like it would all fit together better for me that way. But having it week to week, it just adds to the fun and the conversation of it, though. But yeah, definitely on board, loving it, looking forward to next Friday. And then, yeah, for me, it's the same as you guys. Uh, Bobby, I know you and I, and it sounds like, Michelle, you're on the same page maybe on that first episode. I, I thought the first episode was a good, solid start. I wasn't blown away by it. I, uh, But it was it was a good, solid start to a show that I was like, okay, I'm looking forward to continue watching this. But I wasn't, my, I didn't have my socks knocked off. It was just, okay, cool. Um, but then the second episode, yeah, it was, was solid. That was a, a damn good episode. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the show link thing, same thing. I'm like, man, that second episode, 32 minutes. I'm like, really, this is it. And, and I stand by my theory really quick, which is I, you know, we don't know run times for these next episodes. Nothing I think has been released. Not that I've seen. And if indeed we get to this next episode and it's closer to an hour, I'm I'm really thinking that maybe back when this show was in pre-production or a writing phase, mm-hmm. that these two episodes were actually one episode. Like a longer one episode. It was like and a, a little it. over an hour, yeah. one episode. And then obviously before they really got into production, they had already decided, nah, actually, let's let's end this first episode right here. This is a great moment to end it on. And then let's split it up because indeed there's two different directors for these two episodes. So it's not like it was something that was cut in post, but that's the impression. That's that's at least my theory right now. I agree with you on that, but I could be wrong. Who knows? We'll see. Maybe every episode is going to be 30 minutes, which will be a real bummer, but if it's still a good show, I guess it doesn't matter, but right. it's just not what I think any of us were expecting. And it's like, oh man, come on. I want more of this, especially yeah. this yeah. last episode. I mean, with that said, this last episode was, it was short, but it was like, it was the perfect length. It didn't mm-hmm. need any more or any less. Like, right. I don't know. You know what I'm saying, I guess, but overall, I think the show's great. I, I'm, I can't wait till next week. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see wanting to binge it, but I'm super happy that it's being delivered the way it is week to week. No, it's nice. It's it's nice. And yeah, it's coming out every Friday from here on out, except for the week of Rise of Skywalker. I believe that week it's releasing on Wednesday. Okay. So that it doesn't release on the same so day. So people can go see the movie without any on, drama. Right. It won't release on the same day as the film. Right. I get that. Um, yeah. I'm sure there'll be plenty of comparisons because it will have just ended and we'll have the rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. that weekend. Well, I so. think it, it'll have one more episode. I think after that, Oh, one more. Yeah. Okay. If I remember correctly, I think the, the, the finale will be the Friday after rise of Skywalker. Gotcha. I was thinking it was before. Okay. Okay. Leave us on a little cliffhanger before we go see the new film. Um, what were you going to say, Michelle? No, I guess I, I, there was only one other little thing I saw on TV that I'm still not sure about. What do you mean? So I started watching uh, Kat Dennings has a show that she's working Uh, with ABC's called Dollface. Yeah. They put it down on Hulu Mm -hmm. and they dropped the whole season. And I watched the first four episodes, three episodes, four episodes. 
And it's interesting. It's definitely like Kat Denning, Kat Denning's humor and her writing style and her personality. You know, she kind of is a little blunt, but kind Mm -hmm. kind of is her humor and her approach to things. And that's kind of what you're getting. And the premise of the story is, you know, basically this woman who has been in a relationship with a person for five years just gets dumped. But it was a major time frame in her life that she should have also been making bonds with like other women and career movements and doing like that kind of stuff that's happening nowadays. But she didn't do that. And so now she's like, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> and she's trying to like navigate these waters that she's kind of missed in the last five years because she sunk everything she had into this one person. And so she feels really displaced and it's interesting. And they kind of do it in this really weird way there's a part of the show there's a segment of it that's kind of like so this is your problem for this episode and how are you going to solve it kind of but they do it in a very like dream like in her head funny way like kind of breaks down the scenario in her head in this weird comedic way and then she kind of goes okay so I guess this is what I'm dealing with this week and and it goes more into more reality based situations it's interesting and I'm liking it I think (laughs) The humor's really good. And some of the stuff that happens, I'm like, yeah, I guess maybe I'm just a little too old for some things, the way that the approach is. But there's other stuff that I think is like spot on. I think it's it's geared a little bit more toward millennial-ish, I guess. It's the best way to put that. And I hate to be like that, but it's a little more millennial-y. <laughs> and I'm kind of on this weird cusp thing. Anyways, so. <laughs> you're saying you're on no cusp of generations. Yeah, what you're referring to. Okay. Yeah, and so like, anyways, um, no, I'm I'm enjoying it. Like, I'll give a small example. There's a segment where it's like a Sunday, and the ex comes over because I guess they have like, you know, the NFL package, and he's like, all the guys are coming over, so you need to get out of the house that they're still trying to figure out what to do with. And so she's like, what do I do on a Sunday? And so, like, the two people she's talking to like, oh, let's go to brunch. And then it kind of breaks into this segment of, like, hot chicks getting ready to look hot at Sunday brunch. <laughs> and they make the restaurant they go to look like a big cathedral church. And it's like, Sunday brunch, this is what you do when you're a girl this age. You go out with your girlfriends, you get all gussied up, and you go have mimosas <laughs> and Bloody Marys. And she's just like, what the frickity frack is happening? <laughs> And so she's like thrown into this brunch that like, she's like, I don't understand what's happening right now. Like This is completely a foreign thing to me. So it's kind of interesting to watch that. So that's kind of the best ex- like example I could give you for the story. Anyways, oh. it's interesting. It's very cat denning. Like all I can say is it's just, it's extremely cat denning. So if you know anything about her personality and the way her humor is, like if you watch Two Broke Girls, like that's... You're you're not as harsh as maybe her character in Two Broke Girls was, but that's what you're getting basically. Yeah. yeah. Is it is it um is it like something where you could see it on regular TV or is it more R rated? Like how is the the so, content? So ABC is the production behind it, and I could see it passing on ABC, but there might be a few things they'd have to reconstruct a little bit like okay they definitely don't shy away from just being open and talking about like 
things that the modern woman deals with, like just sleeping around or possibly having an STD and an abortion, like the morning after pill, like things that are very normal, but not so much Friday night, 8.30 approved on ABC, you know, but ABC did produce it, but they did it for Hulu. I don't know. So yes and no like because they don't just come out and just say things like really in your face about stuff but it's definitely but there's no like, swearing or anything like that a little bit oh. not like a lot of it okay maybe they're using different words kind of maybe like the mm. good place uses words okay, <laughs> you know okay. Right? like the that gives you an idea kind of <laughs> yeah yeah anyways okay. so yeah it's it's interesting I'm not hating on it. I I I like it. I'm gonna keep watching it because I'm definitely like it's. I I like where this is going. Right. Cool. That's on Hulu. That is on Hulu. Uh with, oh yeah, go ahead, Bobby. I was just gonna say, man, like with the um the the show, the morning show, and and this one on Hulu, and uh, a couple other ones. Like uh, I guess neither of you still have watched C yet, but. Um, and I probably at this point, not even going to bother. I just, I'm, <laughs> I, I was never really that interested. I was going to check it out when the service first dropped. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well I'm, I'm curious. Maybe it's actually decent. I don't think I've seen particularly great reaction to it. So, yeah, no. and no one's really talking about it. <laughs> it's not like yeah. it's a show that's kind of garnering a lot of buzz. So considering how much other stuff like I want to still watch his dark materials and yeah, you know, after Damn tonight that. I could end up being two episodes behind on Watchmen, which kind of don't intend on letting happen. And, and then yeah, the crown, which I can't wait to watch. I'm so excited for the crown. I kind of just want to like binge like three or four episodes tomorrow night. Like I really just want to like sit and be like, the crown is happening. Have some tea, have some snacks mm. and be like, this is what's happening. And then the problem with all this I too, would- is that like, I just, you know, purchased Jedi Fallen Order and I'm dying to play more of this game, which I, I mean, relatively speaking, I've barely touched at this point. And just because of the busy weekend, I have played a little bit, but I'm like, I'm bad about going through games from beginning to end campaign games like this for the most part and i really intend on playing this game through <laughs> but to be able to watch all this content and still like oh nope i want to go back to the computer and play a little for an hour or something it's tough like fitting it in mm-hmm. but i i want to play that as well it's like uh it's too much yeah and i mean when michelle was talking about the the crown and, and sitting back and binging and you know i i couldn't help but to wish that instead of being the crown you put Breaking Bad in that spot, and then you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. mid November. <laughs> uh. And that's the thing too. I'm still trying to catch up on the with the West Wing podcast since yeah. I'm going to that show. It's like I'm still been kind of those have been throwing in when it's like, all right. I mean, I'm watching them. I'm definitely paying attention, but I'm not like because i have seen a lot of these once mm-hmm. so i'm like all right i'm like getting ready for bed i'll throw an episode not on so like background background but you're giving it about anywhere from 80 to 95 percent of your attention yeah no it mm-hmm. that is to a point it's not like when i'm like gonna sit down and watch the crown and be like nope i am nope yeah phones sitting off sitting the phone We're down watching, i'm watching this yeah. or when i've been watching all these other shows anyway 
The crown's just so good. But yeah, we'll say so far with Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, I haven't played much yet. But I'm liking what I'm I've played so far. I was unsure at first. When the game first started, I'm like, uh, am I gonna like mm. this? I'm unsure about this. But then fairly quickly with the story that it's telling, I'm enjoying the story mode stuff I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Um a lot, actually. I was more impressed than I expected to be. Oh. Um, I don't know what reaction has been to the game overall out there. I don't know what re- reviews have been like as you know, from people who've probably played a lot farther ahead than I have. Cause again, I'm, I'm barely in it, but, uh, I, I want to keep playing. I'm excited. Nice. And you've dabbled with it so far this weekend, Bobby or not, or have you played yeah, a lot? I played a decent amount. Um, I wouldn't say, I, I mean, who knows how far I am into the game, but I played enough to get a, a sense of what 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 the game is offering, and I would say I, I like it. I think it's cool, but preferably I liked the. Um, oh man, I just couldn't remember. I can't remember the name of the games all of a sudden, but the ones that took place uh, not that long ago, or um, I mean, they were a while ago that those games were, but where it was like a clone of a character. Yeah. And uh, um, who was that uh, that was in there? Sam Sam Witwer uh, was the main uh, voice and look of the actor. And it was uh, like he was going against Darth Vader in it and stuff. Right. I forget the name of that game. But that, to me, was like a solid, you know, game series. And um, this feels more like... Uh, hmm... Well, so there's enough, like, I guess to me, I, there's not an, enough lightsaber fighting and stuff in it uh, as much as I'd like. And there's more puzzles and problem solving, I think, more than I would care for. Um, it's not bad, but it's just, uh, it, it was different than, I guess, what I was expecting, especially when you compare it to the other game that I'm blanking on right now. But, um yeah, it, it it's it's not quite super action oriented as much as I was as I was hoping, but it's still pretty good and it's good to it's visually and like you mentioned the 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 story is pretty good, um, and so far I'm kind of curious at least to see where the whole story is going with it because it is an interesting story. Um, I just looked it up and it's the Force Unleashed that that Star Wars series oh, yeah. is a lot of fun, but. Uh, those two games, but I am enjoying this. It's just different than I, I think I was going into it with the expectations of. And then maybe that's why I like a little more because the lack of action is actually okay with me. Like, okay. I, I kind of enjoy some good problem solving and mm. yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't mind the somewhat lack of action, but I also, I'm so barely into the game. Mm. There could be a lot more coming up that I'm not even haven't seen yet. Right. Um, yeah, I'm liking that. And I still have to dabble more into Disney Plus. I mean, like, I know this weekend, especially with the kids, it's been okay. Well, look at all this stuff to choose from now for yeah. the kids to watch and for us to watch. And, you know, they didn't even announce ahead of time that they were dropping all uh, a 4K version of all the Star Wars films. Not that I have a 4K TV yet, but. but and it'll be awesome when you do. Yeah, no, oh, that's, yeah. That's pretty sweet. 
I'm holding off on the Christmas movies. I'm trying to not have those pop in until Thanksgiving. Like, I do really want to see Noel, the one they made yeah, specifically with, for Disney Plus. With Anna Kendrick, I'm curious yeah, about it. I really want to see that one. I think that one looks really good. I just am trying to hold my ground until Thanksgiving for the Christmas stuff as a whole. Like, not just film, but Christmas as a whole. I always am very like, until Thanksgiving Day waiting like hold off hold off hold off hold off yeah no i'm with you because i've been curious right. about that too and i'm like eh, i don't know i don't think i want to watch it yet yeah and there's and they've got a lot of their old christmas stuff on there too like right. there's a lot of christmas content on there which is awesome i'm super excited like it'll be great i'm just not ready this week <laughs> what were you about to ask bobby no uh, not not an ask uh, more of a statement i just was looking it up Breaking Bad, season one, <laughs> seven episodes, and obviously take out commercials. There's 40 minutes. You can do at least the first season before. Oh, I'll get the first season done before. <laughs> right. There's just so many other things on right now. Well, mm-hmm. right, this is the, the game that we play, Michelle. Yeah, <laughs> what are you know. watching, Michelle? I forget. What do we decide with that? She says she was going to watch Shit's Creek. Yeah, maybe Shit's Creek. Yeah. That's right. There's so many new things. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's new to you. <laughs> it, this is true. It is to new say. to me, but there's a lot out there. Like, I another show, and I thought of this would would be would be Veep. Mm. I always wanted to watch Veep. Never got around to it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's definitely there in my list. I don't know if I'm ever gonna get to it, but it's there. Like there's just it's just it's just kind of how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think it's just a matter of like what really is calling to you because mm-hmm. uh, I don't think David as he mentioned that he's behind on Watchmen and, and a few other things. And I know you really want to see those things, but I, I I'd be willing to go out on a on a ledge and and, and bet that. You're probably not behind on Silicon Valley, right? No, actually, I am an You're episode behind. behind. Too. Yeah. Okay. See, I was gonna say that night. seems to be one of those shows that you make sure, like, no matter what, that you always catch every time. That for the it's most on, part, so. but then it also plays into, like I've said before, it's so easy to consume. It's only thirty minutes. It's. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I'm so like, okay, well, I can fit that in thirty minutes right now. I got, I got enough time. I'm sure by the end of the night, Wednesday night. Watchmen and Silicon Valley will be caught up on it for both of us. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, it's life. There's jobs to go to, family to take care of, season tickets to sporting events you go to. Like, you know, like it's hard to podcast to edit, <laughs> podcast to edit. <laughs> there's, there's a lot. And so it's like, even when I think about what I've seen this week, this in the last few days, I'm like, man, I've seen a lot for me just with everything else going on. Like, that's a decent amount. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize you had watched three episodes of both of those shows this yeah. week. I'm like, oh, I okay. did. I did some TV watching instead of you know like cleaning or running errands or anything like that. Well, next week we've got Frozen Two <gasps> and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and 20, oh. 21 Bridges. Um, I already got Frozen Two tickets, but that's all I have so far. Yeah, we need to get a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood tickets. I still haven't got my Knives Out tickets for the following weekend. And we need to get those, too. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm looking forward to Frozen 2. Words I didn't think I'd ever say in my life, but I actually am looking forward to seeing that film. It is funny because I, I don't what I hes, I hes, hesitate to use the word resisted, but I, it's like I almost resisted watching that movie for so long, just because. The first one. Yeah. Oh, I'm I mean, with you. I didn't see it in theaters. I didn't either. And I didn't have anything oh, yeah, against right. it, but I remember just kind of when trailers were out, being like, mm, okay, whatever. I just kind of didn't care about it. And then it happened. Like it was a that, thing. That's all has to be said about Frozen. Is it, it? It landed, and it has been a thing ever since. And then it was like, oh man, like why has everyone loved this so much? Could it possibly be this good? And I really tried to go into it the first time as open minded as I could because I, I was. I knew I'm like, there's a little bit of me that's almost like, I hate that people love this so much, even though I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, I'm with you. You know, oh, like, I'm with you. and I hate being that Why? guy. I don't, I don't, I hate people like that. Cause it was but... just such a thing. Like it was yeah, but such if people a love it, thing. Like, why do you hate well, that no, cause it's thing. different than like, if a movie is just <laughs> highly like praised, like it's not like, Oh, knives out comes out and everyone thinks it's great. And I'm like, Oh, why does everyone hate love, love knives out? This is like a kid's movie. That's getting more of a, like for some reason, a, a when it's being acclaimed by children so much, it's more like, well, is it this, is it really that good? Or is there just something in the Disney sauce that is just like, hypnotizing all these children to think this right. is better than it is. Like, well, not to mention the fact that just the the, the, the merchandising and then the, just the promotion for that was just effing insane and has been for years. And just let it go just oh, over, over, and and over and over. And that was on the radio. It was on the yeah. effing radio. And that song is not really a radio song. And it was on the radio all the time. Right. So, I mean, and I, I think the first time I saw it, I was kind of like, yeah, it's fine. And actually, the more I've watched it, I think the more I appreciate it. I don't. Oh. I don't think it's Disney's best, but I don't either. Um, but you know, it's it is a solid animated film from them. I it's good. I there's aspects about like the story and her powers that are like. I feel like there's some more explanation here that I'm missing. Like, but which is what I think we're actually getting in this second film. Yeah, maybe I don't know. It sounds from what I've seen and the little I've paid a lot of attention to it. It seems like we're going to get more information on Elsa's powers and the where realms in which that she came to have them and how or why or. It sounds like that's what's happening in this one. So it's more like to me, it's a solid film. It, the reaction to it, it, it's treated like it is the best animated movie Disney has ever created. It was way and, over. And that's just, not, I'm sorry, not it's not the case. But I agree. I thought it was way over touted. Like it just was given way too much. Like this is amazing. Like it's it's good. It, it is a good story. Like, mm-hmm. and I think personally, like <laughs> the Anna stuff is the best stuff on there. Honestly, like it is yes. the Kristen Bell stuff is really is really quite good. And I enjoyed that film and I'm with you. I think the more I've seen it, the more I've enjoyed Frozen. But I'm actually I think because of that, I'm actually really genuinely excited to see Frozen 2 because I'm like, I know that the first one built for me. So now I'm kind of like, what'll be funny you know. is that. I, you know, I don't pay attention to reviews, but so far the reaction I have seen for Frozen 2 for from people who have seen it has been that it's good, but it's not as good as the first film. 
Huh. And you watch, you and I will probably be like, no, no, this is the film. This right. is great. Watch this. We're going to be like, son of a bitch. This Frozen was amazing. Frozen 2, everybody. Frozen 2. Like, because it's going to be more not as kitty focused. Maybe it'll be more adult. And we're going to be like, the storyline is on point. <laughs> like, this is amazing. Yeah. Or not. not. Who knows? Or not. Sorry, okay. oh, sorry, Bobby. I'm tr- I, I'm not a Frozen hater. Frozen <laughs> no, is fine. it's not that. It's just I think what happens is when things get to that much of a fever pitch, it's because everyone's watching it and in on the conversation, and it just bubbles. And when you're on the outside looking in, you can't help but to wonder like, what's all the the fuss about? And so, obviously, if you see it after that. It, it, it there becomes a certain sort of um, a feeling you kind of have that you, you're you're seeing it after the the whole sort of wave of it. It's kind of like with um, Avatar or, or Titanic. It's just was these movies they come and then they just like knock it out of the park mm-hmm. in terms of how the marketing is, how. The, the the word of mouth is the the enjoyment level coming out of it is it's but it's all in that moment it's all within the thing and then after a period of time and that stuff dies down and then you just watch the movie on its own there's a level of like yeah you know it's a good movie or it's a solid movie but in that moment it's elevated because of that so if you're not part of it in that time and don't see it within that time I can see how uh, just looking at it, it, it you're just like, it, it doesn't make sense on any level as to why people are frothing at the mouth for this thing. But it just becomes sort of a, a, a hive mentality in a way where when something comes out and people kind of are at least in the consensus that it's good, at the very least good, and, 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 and on a higher level, really sort of something of a classic in a way then it just has it, it takes on its a life of its own and i think that uh when you're when you're not in it people are trying to pull you into it because they want you to have that same sort of like uh euphoria feeling of joy that everyone else is feeling for this particular hot thing at the moment i think what i'm looking forward to so you're your daughter, who's currently four, David. Mm-hmm. Yes. She she did go through a frozen phase. There was a, definitely a frozen phase. And she still enjoys it. I don't think as high as she used to. She's been more of a tangled girl. She has wanted to be more of a tangled girl. There was a time, though, frozen was. Oh, no, there's frozen no doubt. Was happening. Frozen like, kind of hit first for her. And I, then I think when she really got into tangled, that took over more. Yeah, tangled took over. But um, anyway. I would say she seems pretty genuinely excited to see frozen 2 and i'm curious to see how she's going to react to it like i wonder if she's gonna be like yeah it was good or she's gonna be like that was amazing like i'm looking forward uh, to seeing where she's gonna swing considering she's still at that age where it's like taking her to movies is hit or miss you know it's like it really has to get her attention otherwise she's gonna squirm and yeah you know (laughs) i have a good feeling she'll be pretty good during this but you know that'll be the deciding factor is if I'm watching her during the movie and she's like moving around a lot and looking up at the projector, I'm going to be mm-hmm. like, Oh, it's movie not working it's, for her. It's not working for her. Um, I mean, she's four, but I will say like when she uh, likes something, she will sit and she will watch the thing. Right. 
But when she she's is not actually, interested, she does not care. She <laughs> has taken to live action stuff way before my son did. Oh, yes. My I son, agree. who's now seven. Still. He, he watches some live action stuff now. But yeah, you're right. Still, there that has to be just right for him to enjoy it. But at her age, like he was just animated only. Yeah, I I, tr- I would try to get him to watch live action stuff, and he just seemed to show no interest. And she has probably watched the original, yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Sorry, mm-hmm. like the two, original, yeah, the original with, with Gene Wilder, with Gene Wilder, like twice now. Like, and she's she, watched it, I think, three times now, and she really wow. likes it. And she'll yeah. like sing the Oompa Loompa songs. <laughs> she's all for it. That's like, funny, man. Really, Charlie got you, huh? All right. But going back to the, like, I think you're right, Bobby, everything you said about if you're not in the moment, if you're not a part of the conversation when it's a thing, seeing it after the fact, it's hard. I I, I agree with everything you said. And that's why, like, for you, Michelle, like, it, it came up, I think, today. We were in Disney Plus, and you're like, oh, yeah, there's that movie I still haven't seen. And it was Avatar. Yeah, and, I joke, yeah. <laughs> and that is just... Not to say you shouldn't see it. I think you should see Avatar, especially before the sequels come out. And I will, you will yeah, inevitably no, I will. see those films. Um, you should see Avatar, but it is it is a doomed f- to fail for you. Oh, it's no, totally and screwed. And that's nothing against you. It's just to anybody who had never seen Avatar before. And I think it's unfortunate because I do. Th- I believe Avatar is a solid film. And yeah. I especially the 3D presentation was top notch. Mm-hmm. And... If that's the unfortunate thing for those people like you who didn't see it in the theater and didn't get to experience it in 3D like that, I mean, yeah, I guess you could watch it on a 3D television with a 3D, you know, yeah. player, but it's not going to be the same. And oh no, the, that uh, the original Avatar film is completely screwed. Like, there's just no way I'm going to come out loving this film. One because when it did come out, when it first came out, and everybody was so excited, I was like, really. Because it looks stupid to me. And then because everybody loved it so much, it made me almost hate it more. I was like, fuck this film. It's so stupid. I'm never seeing it. Like, because everybody was like, this film's amazing. I'm seeing it for the eighth time. And I'm like, why? (laughs) There's so many other films out right now. Like, really? Is it that good? The best part is talking to people later down the road. They're like, actually, it really was. I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks. Glad you cleared up that that's not the best one you've ever seen in your entire life like let's get back on reality basis but no it one i've had zero interest to ever watch it two i think it looks stupid and three because the hype for it, it went so insanely over the top and it's have it has its own section of a disney world theme park <laughs> like no this film is super screwed for me <laughs> i'm never going to like this film Ever. Okay, yeah, you should just not watch it. Don't in, even see the sequels. Like, like exactly. in, no, in the best actually, situation... Your, hate, your hatred for it is now beyond what I expected, so right, don't like, even bother. Like, the, yeah. like, I could see this thing basically in my own movie theater, and I'm still going to be like, nah. I have a no, bad feeling. No. I'll, 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 no, I'll, go, I would imagine, I'll go see the sequels uh, by myself. It's fine. Yeah, I was going to say, I can imagine her watching it and 
every minute she's going to be commenting about how stupid <laughs> totally this thing am. is and yeah. you know, <laughs> hate watching it. I mean, much. not to say there weren't people like that with Avatar, and I mean, you're saying you you came across people like that. I, I for one, I don't think I've ever seen a reaction that Avatar was like the greatest thing ever, and that they saw it multiple times. Hear me out here. Um, it was more, yes, it made a lot of money because everyone was seeing it. it oh, was, everybody in the was an experience. Was and right. from me, and from what I recall of everyone's reaction, it was like, this is a good movie and the 3D is good. And everyone needed to see it to see what this was like. 3D was pretty new yeah. at that point. Like, at that point, this yes, this type of 3D. This type of 3D. Yeah, technology oh, 3D. I mean, 3D's been around forever. I know yeah. that. Yeah, but no, no, but, we know what you're saying. This technology of 3D, yes. The kind of renaissance of 3D, that, mm-hmm. that was basically the beginning. And it was a thing. No, it totally was. And I think for the most part, it was more just... Ev- like this story you just told, Bobby, it was a situation where everyone was seeing this movie. It wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily that everyone thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. It was just that everyone was seeing it and it was like, it's solid. And even when it was out, everyone was like, yeah, this is a story that's been told a million times and a million different versions. This is not new. Like we, we all knew that, but it I was, was, I was jokingly say it's the live action Fern Gully. Uh, everyone says that. Yeah, a lot of people say <laughs> I mean, that. A lot of people say that. But that's the thing. That. You know, people say that. And yet, for me, I've never seen Fern Gully. So for oh. me, it's Avatar. So, I, you know, and there's lots of people out there that are probably like me where they haven't seen the different versions that take place that are basically telling that same story. So seeing it from this vantage point, it becomes something uh, different. But I can understand and respect why people would be like, well, it's just this story told over in this way. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, there's plenty of examples of that. But yeah. that doesn't negate the fact of whether or not something can still be told well. And there's no doubt James Cameron is a talented storyteller. Oh, he is and, for sure. No, no, there's no doubt. You know, he was able to take a story that has been told many different ways for years and years and years and will continue to be told <laughs> from years to years and years to come. Yeah. He he did it in a fresh new way that was entertaining. Mm-hmm. And no, it wasn't the greatest film ever, but you know, it had right. the top spot up there for a reason for a while and Oh, yeah, no, totally. Side note, Bobby. But don't go over, go see. <laughs> Side note, Bobby, you, you should watch Ferngully strictly just for Tim Curry's performance. The rest of it, you're huh. not going to be careful. But I would say literally just to listen to Tim Curry's performance in that film. Huh. I didn't okay. even know he was in that. Yeah, I've never seen yeah, Ferngully either. Oh, okay. I, I, it, Who it, made that? Yeah, that was Ooh, like... It wasn't Disney. It was... Right. The ones who did Land Before Time. Um... I thought Disney did. No, the Disney didn't. Disney, uh, Disney purchased the rights to Land Before Time later oh, okay. on down the road in the last, like, I would say 15 years. But huh. um, anyways, no, I mean, Fergalee is going to be one of those films. Like, I enjoyed it because it came out when I was probably the prime age for that film for the, the main people doing it. But I would... I would recommend for an adult if they've never seen Fungalee to watch Fungalee and just kind of take it with a grain of salt because it's one, it's it's aged at this point, and two, it's not, it's just it's a kids' film. But I will say, Tim Kerr's performance as the bad guy in this is, it's really good <laughs> for an animated <laughs> film. It's like wow, that's dang Tim Curry. Like you, you already like him, you already love the guy, but right. yeah, like it was very like. Huh, Son of a gun. That's pretty awesome. Like, I've watched this as an adult and been like, Jesus, this is a really good performance. Um, yeah, it was distributed by 20th Century Fox. 
Yeah, there it is. The production oh, okay. companies or animation studios you've probably never heard of. But. Right, they're, yeah. Anyways. So, so uh, I just saw um, that two years ago on this date, a little movie called Justice League was released. Oh, this is an anniversary. Uh, now we know why the whole Snyder cut. Oh, hey. Mm-hmm. Well, at least one the timing is starting to make sense. Mm-hmm. Still the whole thing. Right. Like, once Zach, Zach Snyder himself started to get involved like this is where I'm like, wait a second. Like, for the most part, he seems like he's kind of stepped away from it and not really been a part of that conversation. So it's his involvement in it now and the cast involvement. No, it's, it's a little like, surprising. Ooh, okay. This is a thing now. Like, But for that to really like uprise like today, this week, now that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. By the way, and, and sorry, just really quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, Michelle was talking about Tim Curry and... It, it's interesting because you know, I haven't seen him in anything in, in a while. And I don't know, like, y- y- if he's still acting or not. But um, I think the last thing I remember seeing him in was probably he, like, guested on, on, on a show or something. I can't remember what it was. Well, he guested on that live version of Rocky Horror, didn't he? Like... Was he on that? Was he? I thought, I don't know. Like a really side minor part or something. I never saw it. But. All I know is his health has been deteriorating yeah. really badly. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's way oh, bad right now. Yeah. Like he's confined to a wheelchair. He still goes to a few cons a year. He'll make a few appearances, but he's definitely not acting. He's very, his health is not great. One of the last things I That's actually it. saw him in was, I think it, it was Criminal Minds. Mm, and he played a mass okay. murder. It was over like three episodes. Um, so it's kind of a big, big story arc for them. But I remember that was a few years ago. So, it's, but yeah, no, his, his health has been in decline in the last five, if not 10 years. That's, that's sad. I hate it to is. hear that. Such a good it's actor. interesting. Yeah. Very good. And, and as we were talking about him, I don't know. You probably, you guys probably won't necessarily agree, but to me, a modern day Tim Curry is John Berriman. He kind of seems like he can do like all those kinds of things in the same way that Tim Curry would be able to do. Yeah, and play a good guy, play off, a bad guy, play a yeah. guy that's kind of complex and good or Charismatic bad. Charismatic yeah. and just like I don't know, he just has that sort of vibe to me too. Yeah, yeah, like I, I'm with you there too. Um, yeah with that it is uh, time to wrap things up as always we would love to hear back from everyone listening you can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com with your questions and comments we are on Instagram and Twitter at flicker underscore effect on YouTube as well at youtube.com forward slash flicker effects I'm David Lott I'm Bobby Jackson and I'm Michelle Hillard thanks for listening <laughs>